Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. I want you to know today that God is in a six-month and that God is still good, amen? And that God is still going to crown your year with the goodness of God. And for those of you that just receive it, uh, God is still going to crown your year with the goodness of God. I am so fired up this morning, not only for our graduates, but I'm so fired up this morning. Yesterday, I had an opportunity to speak to over 200 coaches in the city of Philadelphia, people that run youth, um, youth sports. I pulled up in the parking lot, and I'm thinking, hey, it's, you know, it's only gonna be about uh, 40 or so people here. I pull up in the parking lot, and the whole parking lot of this high school was filled. I walked in, I said, Holy Ghost, let's move on, uh, let's move in here today and gave them the revelation of how not only you must you teach young people how to master the game of sports, but how you must master the game of life. And so it was incredible. And so I say that to you, not to impress you, but to impress upon you. Be sensitive to every spot that God is calling you just to make a deposit. And oftentimes that deposit that he's calling you to make is right where you are, amen? And so be very sensitive to how God is trying to move on your life. So here's the first thing that I want you to know if you're writing these things down. I want you to know that the renewing of your mind, somebody say the renewing of my mind. The renewing of my mind is the gateway to transformation. I'm already saying something right now. The renewing of your mind is the gateway. It is the super highway to transformation. The Bible says, be transformed. So if you ever want to transform your life, the gateway to transforming your life is the renewing of the mind. I love what the Harvard psychologist uh, William James said. He said, what is wrong with man? He said, what is wrong with man? He said, man simply will not change his mind. And so we, we need to, our mind must be renewed. It is the gateway to transformation. And so that's why anytime you want to make a shift in your life, you must start with the renewing of your mind. Did you get that? All right. Here's the second thing that I want you to get. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. I'm just laying, laying some framework for you. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You, the, the Holy Ghost literally resides inside of you. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, he is your advocate. Now, let me tell you something that is very important. I had to go to court with a dear friend. And I said, let me get you a lawyer because you don't need to take this case yourself. Because if you take this case yourself, things are gonna turn out, things are gonna turn out awry. So I said, let me get you an advocate. 
And so when the advocate, the advocate said, give me your friend's phone number so that I can talk to them, talk to him. And so he can share his case with me. He can share his challenges with me. Here's what I want you to know by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is your advocate. The Holy Spirit is longing for you to talk to you. The Holy Spirit is longing for you to have communion with him so he can advocate. Oh my God, are you hearing what I'm saying? So he can take your case for you. Now watch this. In John 16, verse 13, he says this. The Holy Spirit will show you your future. The Holy Spirit will show you things to come. So if you begin to establish a relationship with the Holy Spirit, he's going to reveal to you all of the aspects of your future. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that is why, number one, we need to have our minds renewed constantly. In other words, your mind needs to be renewed or saved every day because your mind is programmed to this world. So it needs to be renewed every day. But it is the Holy Spirit who is going to give you, Marva, the revelation of who you truly are. The Holy Spirit is going to show you whether or not to take certain engagements. The Holy Spirit will show you, I want you to follow up. I want you to get involved in this activity. As soon as you start at your new school, I want you to start to connect with these people because your connection with these people is gonna transition you to the next level of your life. The Holy Spirit will say to you, I want you to start taking care of your body. The Holy Spirit will say, I want you to start drinking more water. I want you to start sleeping better. I want you to start going to bed earlier. The Holy Spirit has everything concerning your future because the Holy Spirit says, I will show you things to come concerning your life. And interestingly enough, the Holy Spirit has all of the information concerning your life. Does that make sense to you? Now, there are seven pathways there are seven pathways to abundance, seven pathways. Here is the first pathway. Now, all trainers who are trying to move people to the next level, they operate off this concept of, in order to have more, you must be more. In order to have more, you must be more. Oftentimes, people are trying to get more stuff or to be at a different level of influence, but in order for you to move to that level, you must become something. And oftentimes, God allows you to go through certain situations because he wants you to become somebody else. So he will allow you to be broken. He will allow you to be tested. He will allow you to go through that challenge. And sometimes it will seem like he forgot you, but he didn't forgot you. It's for your future. 
So he allows you to go through certain things because he wants you to become something else. And there's nothing that can work something in you like going through a test or going through a challenge and you gotta say, God, who are you trying to help me become through this? That's why the scripture says, it is in him that we live, it is in him that we move, and it is in him that we have our very being. So what I want you to understand is that the more you are invested in God, the more you can become. The more you are invested in God, the more you communicate with him, the more you uh, talk to him, the more you relate to him, you become like him. So it doesn't mean that he will deliver you out of every situation immediately, but it is in that situation you will become something. You will become stronger. You will become more faithful. You will become more committed. So he allows all of that to happen, Val, so that you become. And that is why he allows that test to come your way. So the first thing that I want to remind you is that he says be, here's the first pathway. He wants you to be purposeful. He wants you to be purposeful. In other, reason, in other words, you, you, I want you to understand this. God always finishes before he begins. He always finishes before he begins. So the fact that you are here is proof that you are already finished. And it will take faith for you to come into, it, it will take faith for you to tap into what God already created for your life. He says this, he says, before I formed you, I knew you. So even if your family members did not want you, God wanted you here. God had a plan for you. Even if they, even if they said, well, we didn't want this child, well, how could this child come? But God got you here. And he got you here because he has a plan for you, Shalena. And his plan for you is greater than anything you could ever imagine. So don't ever think you're an accident. Don't ever think you're a mistake. Don't ever think any of these things because God has a plan for your life. And your assignment is to bring yourself into alignment to say, Lord, what was I born to do? When I spoke to those 200 coaches yesterday, I said, this is a great joy of my life. They were saying, wow, you were so passionate. The response was so tremendous. We had never heard anything like this. I was born to be here. I was born to do it. I was born to speak to a high school. Full, and these are, and, and trust me, these were people that were from all over the city. These are people that are like, tag, I, I've never heard anything like that. These are people, some are from high places and some are from the hood. So it was all a mixed multitude and you have to realize that you were born for certain moments. Here's what I want you to write down. I want you to be sensitive to what is your moment? What is your moment that God has birthed you for? 
Is there a business that he's birthed you for? Is there a school that he has birthed you for? Is there an athletic arena that he has birthed you for? Why were you born? And so you must be purposeful. And so being purposeful is about understanding that God's purpose for your life has been placed in your heart. He places it close to you, watch this, so you can find it. And so your purpose speaks to you like this. What would you do with your life if, if, if money were not an issue? What would you do with your life if you knew you couldn't fail? If you knew you could win every time, what would you dare to do? Now we know that you love God. Now we know that you witness for God, but in the context of a love relationship with God, he allows you to do what you would love to do. And it is you doing what you would love to do that draws people to him. Because when you're doing it, they say, I want to know the God that made him that passionate. I want to know the God that made him perform like that. I want to know the God that allowed him to do that. And that is what I'm trying to get you to understand. That's why in the context of loving God, there's something you must find to do. And that's why my friend Miles Monroe said it like this. The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but it is to be alive and not know why you are alive. That's the great tragedy. That's the great tragedy of life is for you to be alive and not know why. Because when you don't know why, you can't make sense of time. When you don't know why, you can't make sense of your relationships. When you don't know why, you can't make sense of your money. You can't make sense of even your church. But when you start to discover why, you might be down for a minute, but you can't be down for long because it's your why that makes you wake up. It's your why that makes you rise again. It's your why that said, I've, I've had setbacks, I've been here and I've been there, but how'd you get up on top again? And when you get up on top again, they'll say, they'll say didn't we throw him in a pit? Didn't we set him up? Didn't we do this and didn't we do that? But when God is in you, the Bible says, he worketh in you to will God, God and to do of his good pleasure. That's why you can have peace because he's working in you, elder, to will. He's working in you to want to do it. He's working in you to want to do it of his will in his good pleasure. And Esther, that's the mystery of God, that you're telling me that God would literally work in me to wanna do what he created before I was in my mother's womb. And I am saying to you, yes, I am saying that when you step into that, you'll have peace, you'll have happiness, you'll have joy, but it's connected to your purpose. Your passion is connected to your purpose. Your fire for life, your zest for life. You weren't, Jesus didn't die on the cross just so you could come to church. Just so you could have Bible study. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't have, he died so that you could become a master so that you could become an influencer, so that you could, be, you could bring about royalty and kingship. That's why he gave you the kingdom. He never gave you religion. That's why he gave you the Holy Spirit back. 
Because when you disconnect from him, the Holy Spirit leaves. And he's saying, I'm going to give back to you what you really need. You need the Holy Spirit to reveal to you who I created you to be. And when you step into that, it will blow everybody's minds because they never planned it. That's why you don't have to live in unforgiveness. That's why you don't have to be angry. That's why you don't have to be upset because God, when his plan manifests for your life, he will reconcile everything that happened. He will reconcile, he will reconcile heartache. He will reconcile hardship. He will reconcile people who tried to set you up. That's why you have to be purposeful. Everybody repeat after me, be purposeful. Come on, say it again, be purposeful. For those of you that are looking at this online, say be, put it in the chat, be purposeful. Here's the second thing I want you to do. You must be prayerful. You must be prayerful. Now, here's the, here's the challenge with my children. We have this thing called Cash App. Anybody heard of Cash App? Okay. We have this thing called Cash App. And my children are constantly making cash app requests. Constantly. Constantly. And I said, Lord, I am so glad I'm not you. Because you take everybody's request. And I'm frustrated just with cash app requests. So when you are prayerful, he says this, be anxious for nothing. Josh, don't worry about nothing or no thing, but everything through prayer, watch this, and supplication, here's the cash app, let your, let your <laughs> requests be made known to who? Y'all don't, come on, y'all gotta know y'all book. Let, this, is, this is Philippians 4, 13. And let your requests be made known unto who? Unto God, not to your mama, not to your boo. And let your requests be made known unto God. And guess what happens? And the, oh, y'all not talking to me. And the peace of God shall keep your, your heart and your what? in your mind, because if you keep on living, something will impact your mind. So he says, I want you, don't be anxious, because you got to be prayerful. And as you are being prayerful, guess what happens? Send your request. See, this is one of the things I love about children. They know how to request. Dad, you're going out, can you get me something? They know you're going to get it too. Dad, you, they're putting orders in. they like, I text you what I wanted from Walgreens. And so you have to learn how to put your request in. You can't just say, well, I just want to do the will of God. No, you need to be specific. You need to be, you need to be very specific about your requests. And this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask, now hold on, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me, Alexandra, watch me. If we ask, y'all scared of this word, if we ask anything, y'all scared that God will give you a blank check. If we ask anything according to his will, he said, and we know, God, 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why you can be confident. He's saying, be prayerful because I'm waiting for you to ask me for something big concerning your life in the lives of others. That's why he says, hitherto you have asked me nothing. But as you abide in me and my word abide in you, watch this, you shall ask what you will. And so folks, I will tell you, you must be prayerful. What's the first one? Be purposeful. The second pathway is you must be prayerful. Now watch this. When you are prayerful, you never have to do it by yourself. Watch this. He says, I'm with you always. But, but prayer makes you sensitive that you don't have to do it by yourself. Prayer, I'm in a, listen, I'm in a room of all of these people and I knew that it was the Holy Ghost that started moving on their hearts with all these coaches. The Holy Ghost that was telling them, you gotta stop smoking weed. The Holy Ghost saying, you need to be a better example for these young people, and I'm gonna show you how. It was the Holy Ghost that was convicting their hearts. It was the Holy Ghost that was drawing them. You don't do that. But it's the Holy Ghost that does it through you. And that's why he always wants to know, are you available? Are you available? Are you available for me to move through you? This is why I love my, my, my dear friend Shalena. She just wrote a book. Everybody, you should purchase it. It's called Count It All Joy. Get, she, she, I mean, her whole year, she just wrote a book, Count It All Joy. But, but this book is something that she's going to use as a tool as she's working with people in the marketplace to manifest oh, the kingdom of God, to manifest the spirit of God to say, no matter what you might be going through, you can count it all joy. Well, Shalena, how does that work? You gotta get the book, because I'm gonna show you how to count it all joy. But, as, as she, but the book is anointed. The book has his grace on it. The book has his presence on it. So when people read it and when people engage, they're gonna engage with the Holy Spirit. Would you believe God that much that he can do something with your life? I was speaking at a graduation in Chester. You ever been to Chester? <laughs> I was speaking at a graduation in Chester. And a young lady, her mother said, my daughter was crying, she's fifth grade. My daughter was crying as you were speaking. And she said, my eldest daughter has a copy of your book, Don't Be Scared, Live on Purpose. She read the whole thing back and forth. What I am saying to you is that God has raised you up to be a ruler. He has raised you up to be kingship in the earth. You think LeBron James is king? God is saying, I'm the king of kings, but as you, because you are my son and daughter, you are a king too. But if you don't know that reality, you can't appropriate that reality. That's why he says, my children are destroyed. He didn't talk about the world. He said, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And because you have rejected knowledge, watch this, you can't represent me. So you have to know something to be able to represent God. That's how, that's how strong this is. So here's the, here's the third pathway. Be prepared. Be prepared. There was a gentleman by the name of James Matthews. He said this. 
unless a man has prepared himself for his chance. When that chance comes, he will look ridiculous. A great occasion is worth to a man exactly what his preparation has enabled him to make of it. Abraham Lincoln said this, I will prepare and my chance will come. I will prepare and my chance will come. I am telling you this, once you start to become remotely sensitive to what God is saying about your life, I'm gonna whisper to you, prepare, prepare. How do you win? You know how you win publicly? You win publicly in private. That's how you win. A friend of mine, and we're in the gym, we say, well, while they're sleeping, we're working out. While they're sleeping, we're working out. That's how you win. You win, your public wins will be private wins. You gotta prepare, you gotta prepare, you gotta prepare, you gotta prepare. And when you prepare, he will open up a platform for you that he'll never close because you're prepared. You must prepare. You must prepare. Now here's what God owes you. He owes you two things, time and chance. He will give you time, which means he'll give you an opportunity, and he'll give you a chance. But you gotta prepare for that moment. I tell people all the time, you say, you think this was an overnight success? It was a long night. When I was in college, let me get a napkin, Dennis. When I was in college, let me just get that tissue right there. Amen. And at, cert at a certain point, I got tired of living a certain way. I said, how'd you change? I got tired of myself. You ever been tired of yourself? I'm tired of myself. I start saying, this is weak. I can't live like this. And so here I am with a friend. We're in our college dorm room. This is 1994. We're like, man, we're not even going out tonight. What you gonna do? Tape one, how to maximize your potential. Tape six, how to implement it. Yo, you got your notes? I got my notes, you ready? We're gonna run this whole black student union up at this school. We're gonna implement it. And so when we graduated, we said, we don't even know what we wanna do, but whatever we did for these last five years, we wanna do this for the rest of our lives. It was about empowerment, it was about releasing people, it was about engaging people, because we felt that people were living beneath God's privilege. We felt that they were selling themselves short, and we wanted to help them come to another level in life. This is that. That is why I'm saying to you, you must always be prepared. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Stay ready. Stay ready for what? Your moment. 
Your moment, you, listen, you never know, you never know what the moment might bring to you. That's why you got to be ready. That's why you cannot discard or discredit any opportunity. Oh, that's just a little high school. I'm doing that for free. That's just a little Saturday, but you never know who's in the room. You never know who's in the room. You never know who's in the back. You never know who's listening to it on social media. They recorded the thing. So you never know how it's going around. That is why you must always be prepared for your moment. Here's the fourth one. This is going to mess you up. Be productive, God. Be, it's very interesting that the first thing that God said to man is be fruitful, God. Here's what I want to say to you. What can you produce? She produced something. This is what God is saying to you. What can you produce? What can you develop? What can you package? Here's something else. How can you add value? Oh, my goodness. How can you add value to your spouse? Uh-oh. How can you add value to your children? How can you add value to your workplace? How can you add value to your church? God is not going to let you off the hook. He wants you to be productive. Not busy, productive. Because you can be busy and not productive. Do you, somebody asked me, I was, I, I'm working on a project with someone, and, and the, the leader, she said, can you uh, work on this committee? I said, no, I don't do that. I said, that's out of my lane. When my father was teaching me how to drive, he said, stay to the right. Stay to the right. And he had some other choice words too. He said, stay to the right. In other words, I'm saying to you, when you want to be productive, stay in your lane. You got to know what your lane is. I don't do IT. I do speaking, teaching, uh, development of books, all of that leadership. I stay in my lane. Now I might go out of my comfort zone, but I don't go out of my gift zone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so you, I'll say it to you again, I might go out of my comfort zone, but I don't go out of my gift zone. Because right now I'm in my gift zone. And God is saying, stay right there, boy. Stay right there, boy. Stay right there, girl. Because that's your flex. That's your flex. You got to know where God is flexing you. Stay right in there. If you, do, if you do athletics or if you do home care, do you. Don't try to be me. Watch this. Let me tell you this. Be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Be yourself. But you have to stop being busy. And, and so when you're trying to be productive, you got to know how to say no. Can you? No. Can you? No. No. Because if you don't say no to some stuff, you won't say, you won't know what to say yes to. Can you be the guest speaker for 200 football coaches? Yes! Can you come next week? Yes! Can you help us with a strategic plan? Yes! You have to know what to say yes to, but you'll only know that when you are being productive. Now here's the, here's the, here's the thing that I want you to understand. God only wants you to be faithful over a few things. Y'all think God wants me to do 20 things. No, he doesn't. He wants you to do a few things. He said, if, Brandy, if you can be faithful over just a few things, guess what? I'm going to have to back you up. Then, he, then Watch this. He'll, he'll then make you a ruler over many things. Now you got to delegate, right? Now you got to delegate because he said, you are so 
productive with what I have given you, I'm going to elevate you to another level. You must be productive. So when God looks at you, he's saying, daughter, there's more in you. There's more in you. Why? Because I'm in you. There's more in you because I'm in you. In him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. So he squeezes you. He puts you in situations to get out of you what he put in you because God always wants an ROI, a return on his investment. That's why he will put you in situations. And you're like, God, well, why is all this happening to me? Because you owe God something. And you owe him more than a song. You owe him more than a song. You owe him your life. You owe that to him. And when he says, be holy as I am holy, what he means by that is be one. Holiness is not about wearing some, it's not about the clothes you wear. It's being integrated with who you really are. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's oneness. The word holiness comes from the word integer, to be integrated. That's how we get the word integrity. So when you are holy, you are one. So what holiness means. Holiness ain't about having a hat on. Holiness is not about wearing white. Holiness is about being one with who he said you are. That's why you can feel disconnected. That's why you can feel robbed of who you really are supposed to be because you're not holy. And holiness will bring you into oneness. Oneness. I'm like him. That's why you can, that's why you have to say no to certain relationships. That's why you have to say no to certain behaviors. That's why you have to say no to the flesh because that denies your holiness. That's not who you really are. He doesn't give you a list to say, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. He don't give you a list. He say, be as I am, be as I am. Be as I am, be as I am, be as I am, be as I am. That's what I tell my kids, be as I am. You know you are a real leader when people can watch your modeling. Do what I do and you'll be fine. Do what I do and you'll be fine. That's what it means to be productive. And so when you are productive, guess what? He said, you got faith? Show me your faith by your works. You got faith? Show me your faith by your works. Show me your faith by your works. What God is saying is, when you, you really believe something, you believe that he spoke to you about having a company, you believe that he spoke to you about getting a full scholarship, start studying. That's how you know you got faith. Start attending business meetings. That's how you know you got faith. He, you, if you know you have faith, start working. See, faith will push you to start working. Uh, you know you're going to be healed, start eating right. I know I'm going to be healed, start exercising. Start doing whatever it is that you can do because you can do something. It'll start with your thinking. So you got that? We got be purposeful, be prayerful, be prepared, be productive. Uh-oh, this is a big one. Number five, be pleasant. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, let me slow down right here. Here, watch this, watch this. You must learn to make yourself likable. 
people do things for people that they like. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now watch this, watch this. You can't be the meanest person on the block. You can't be the meanest person in the workplace. You can't be the meanest, <laughs> you can't be mean to your spouse. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Charity begins where? At home. So you, you have to be pleasant. Uh, you, 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 listen, 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 listen. People, people, life ain't fair, right? You agree with that. Life isn't fair, right? People will do things for people that they like. Why'd you give them the contract? I'll just like them. I just like them. I like how they make me feel when I'm talking to them. Because people are, are moving based off of their emotions. And so if you, so if you create a negative emotion, you never smile, you're never pleasant, you never hug, God is saying you gotta flip all that around. Because if you're gonna be an influencer, you need to be pleasant. It will work for you, try it. Call some people up and say, I'm just calling to say I love you. I'm just calling to say how you doing. Practice that and then when you get in the marketplace, they'll say, well, where'd you learn that? I learned that from Pastor Omar. Okay. <laughs> He told me to be pleasant because I've been mean for 30 years. <laughs> Jesus. Are you, that's why you're laughing. Some of you know you mean. You just need to get saved. Okay. All right. All right. Here's what God is saying. Be kind. Be tenderhearted to one another. And guess what? You, and, and guess what he does? If you're married, he gives you a spouse to do that with. I, I told, I put up a post two weeks ago. The thing has become like, you know, viral in my own little circle. I said, here's four things I've, I've learned from being married for 21 years. Here's four things. Number one, always assume that your wife is hungry. Don't even ask her if she's hungry. Just go get the food. Number two, always assume that she's tired, so help her. Always assume that a million things are running through her mind. Help her settle down. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so these are, but that helps me be more pleasant. That thing was, a, I'm telling you, that thing was a hit. So here's number six. Here's number six. Number six. Be, this is big. Be persistent. Watch this. Let me help some of y'all out. You ever quit and you've been so close? No, no, no. Let me say that again. Did you ever quit on something when you were so close? You quit. I am telling you this. Some of you are closer than you think. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Can't stop now. Move up a little higher. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't stop pushing. There was a president that said, nothing can take the place of persistence. Your talent won't take the place of persistence. You ever, you ever see people that they will just never, ever give up? That's how you need to be. You need to be persistent. Sometimes God doesn't release it because he wants you to be a little bit more persistent. You thought it was going to come easy, but because it came hard, you'll respond. You'll honor it. You'll honor what you had to go through because you had to push 
forward. I love what Harriet Tubman said. She said, if you hear the dogs, keep going. If you see the torches in the woods, keep going. Don't ever stop, Brandy, if you want freedom, keep going. She said, I don't want to be no slave no more. She even told her husband, if you think about turning back, I'll kill you. That's how persistent she was. She said, I'll leave you on this persistent. That's how much I want to be free. If, listen, you have to want it so bad that you never stop. That's how bad I want it. I'm going to be persistent. I want the freedom. I want the breakthrough. I want to be healthy. I, wanna, I want my soul to be prosperous. I want my body to be healthy. I want my family to, to, be, a, to be a glory. I will be persistent. And guess what? People will move over for people that are persistent. They're like, he won't stop. She won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. You understand? Can't stop, won't stop. That's why you got to tell yourself, can't stop, won't stop. Dad, they won't stop working out. And the more you do that, guess what? It'll open up for you. I read a story about a stone cutter. He said, you got to keep hitting the stone. Keep hitting the stone. Keep hitting the stone. He said, most people think it's the last blow that cracks the stone. It's not the last blow. It was the 50th one. It was the 60th one. It was the 75th one. That's, that, that's, that softened that stone up. That's why I'm telling you this. You might have many defeats, but you're not defeated. All winners make friends with failure. That's why I'm telling you, be persistent. Our educational system, watch this. Don't, whatever you do, don't fail. Whatever you do, don't try. We, you, you, you can't retake the exam. It's only one exam. No, no, no. What kind of educational system is that that doesn't give you another chance? Even God gives you another chance. <laughs> so you created a system that makes people afraid to take a chance and you believe in God and you're still scared to take a chance God is saying I don't want you to be like that take a chance didn't I tell you I'm with you always in always whatever you need me to be that's why you have to constantly ask God in your quiet time God I'm in this situation who are you going to be for me in this how are you going to show up for me in this. You can be in the worst situation. You say, oh my God, he showed up. I can make it. I can make it. Here's the last one. Be patient. My father used to tell me, you have, I was in my 20s, he said, you have young man's disease, you and your friends. So let me tell you what young man's disease is. He said, young man's disease is when you want everything now. And he said, if you want everything now, it'll kill you because you're not ready for it. Do you realize that if God revealed the totality of his plan for you at once, you'd have a stroke? Because you wouldn't be able to handle that somebody loves you that much. So he has to give it to you message by message morning by morning his mercies are new every morning great is by thy faithfulness because sometimes by wednesday you don't even know if you're saved 
Am I talking to somebody? <laughs> that's what your soul, that's what your soul will tell you. But God is saying, son, daughter, I need you to be patient. I don't want you to turn to it. I'm going to give you one kingdom word. In Mark chapter 4, he says, the kingdom of God is like this. A man who planted seed in the ground. Watch this. And once he planted the seed, he went to sleep. And the Bible says, get this Mike Cunningham. The Bible says that when he woke up, he knoweth not how. Let me give you peace. You don't have to figure out how it's going to be done. That's up to God. What you have to do is do the work, sow the seed, sow the seed, develop the relationships, sow the seed, and God will blow your mind. Now, people think that while you're waiting for your change to come, while you're waiting for your manifestation, what do you do? Let me tell you what you do. You work. Uh-oh. You build your relationships while you're waiting for your change to come. What does that mean? You take your spouse out to dinner. You figure out how to be a better husband, how to be a better father, how to be a better son. You understand how to be a better friend. So while you're waiting for some stuff to manifest, you go to work. You do your reading. You go to Barnes and Nobles. You only get to buy the books. They're free. Just read them and leave. <laughs> you know, Barnes and Nobles makes more money off coffee than they do on books. Really? Let's not talk about the free library. God is saying it's all around you. It's all around you. And you can go up every aisle and find something that is connected to your passion. But there are three types of people. There's people that will, there's people that won't, and there's people that can't. Make sure you're a person that will. And I'm telling you this, when you do this, these seven pathways, they will totally change the direction of your life and release abundance. Are we blessed by God? Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a praise. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.